So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes, but if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest. This is going to be very intriguing and and, and interesting for everybody to hear. I have a guest today, Mr. Joe Franklin out of Jupiter, Florida, who doesn't qualify under the traditional categories that we look for agents to qualify. He has an average sale price, let's say three and a quarter out of Jupiter, Florida. He sells eight to 10 houses a year, but he has working hard and he has transformed his life to where it is now from what it was, and it's an incredible story. And I thought, listen, we need to get Joe on, and people need to hear and be inspired by what he has done. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give away too much. I'm going to let Joe do some talking. I'm going to interview him. But without further ado, Mr. Joe Franklin, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat. It's an honor to be on the show. Thanks so much for the opportunity. My pleasure. Why don't you kind of give us, uh, you know, a three to five minute little rundown, Joe, on who you are, what your story is, and then, uh, you know, I can ask some questions from there and we can talk a little bit about your success that you've had uh, and, and where you came from. Sure. Thank you. I'm a licensed real estate broker in Palm Beach County, Florida. I'm a partner and qualifying broker at Johnston Group Real Estate Services, which is an affiliate with Johnston Group Development and Construction. Johnston Group, we are a full circle development. We just went through a rebranding phase and we actually just trademarked the term full circle development. So we are soup to nuts, conception to issuance of certificate of occupancy. So we offer development, design, build, and real estate. And I'm truly excited to be part of that team. Pat, I'm, as you know from my bio, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. And you may ask, why would somebody come on the podcast and introduce themselves in such a manner? One reason is I know for a fact that right now people listening to the podcast are suffering from addiction. And people may be feeling hopeless and people may be feeling despair. And I also experience those feelings. So I want anybody that's listening that feels that way. Even if you don't know, you're free to call me. My cell phone's 561-287-0085, 561 
0085 if I don't answer. Shoot a text and what it's regards to, and I'll call you back immediately. Also, being a drug addict and an alcoholic, it's something that I'm not embarrassed nor ashamed of. It's merely a fact of my life. I'm a native of Waterbury, Connecticut. I went to the University of Connecticut. I attended the University of Connecticut for uh, one year as a pharmacy major, and I was basically thrown out. I got a .08 my first semester, and I I did a little bit worse, believe it or not, my second semester. I got a .06. (laughs) I begrudgingly moved to Florida, and I did continue my college career. I graduated from UCF with a Bachelor of Science in elementary education. took me a short eight years to get a degree in education. So I really wasn't setting any trails on fire as I thought maybe I would have been if you asked me a short few years ago. I got into the real estate industry originally in 2004. I was an assistant for an agent, a now friend of mine, Sonny Hamilton. I was licensed in, I believe, probably somewhere in 2005. However, I wasn't focused on doing real estate. I was more concerned with drinking and and partying. And I kind of worked in the industry for a few years, not really doing any deals or any business until I believe it was probably 2007 or 2008. I, I was in an accident and I received a DUI. I lost my driver's license and I, I stopped doing real estate. So the next probably six years of my life was really terrible, to be honest. It was a lot of suffering. I was really overcome by addiction, drinking and and using drugs. It came to the point where I was arrested. I was actually, I was out on bond for possession of cocaine and I turned myself into the Jupiter police and I was charged for another eight felonies, including grand theft and, and fraud. And that's really where my life started to change for the positive. After about probably three months in jail. I had a psychological change. The obsession for me to use drugs and drink were removed. And I had the opportunity, a great opportunity to take part in a diversion program, which is drug court in Palm Beach County. Upon successful completion of the program, they dismiss all of your charges. And that's the reason why I'm a a broker today. I wouldn't be able to if I wasn't offered that program. You don't have to plead nolo contendo, wait and see, you don't plead guilty and the charges are expunged. Upon completion, everything's dismissed. So I was grateful for that opportunity. I completed the program. I was admitted to an alcohol treatment facility. And I believe I was there probably for 10 or 11 months after being incarcerated for about four or five months. All right. So you were, you know, you, you spent several months in prison and then, then another 14 months or so. And was this a halfway house or was it another form of incarcceration? That you uh, in? it, was, it was a form of incarceration. It wasn't a lockdown facility. You can leave at any time. However, if I left, there would have been a warrant for my arrest. So I, I was okay. held accountable to be there. I, I didn't right. want to leave. And, and, and most of your charges, so would, you, would you say your drug of choice is alcohol or was it cocaine? Alcohol. Actually, I was, was an opiate addict for a long time. Opiate? Pain pills, severely. I snorted pain pills for uh, many, many years. So that was really so that my drug of choice. Was, was snorting Oxycontin or something like that? Yeah. 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 Percocet, that sort of thing? Yep. Oxycontin. Every day? Every day. For years. 
And and would you say you were homeless while you were snorting Oxycontin? I mean, like what? No, I, I was actually never truly homeless. I bounced around. I lived with some relatives. I actually lived with some neighbors. So I was actually never truly homeless. I did come homeless, close to being homeless when I was let out of the facility just because you know, I, I had nothing at that time. I mean, how'd you get money to buy the pills? I doctor shopped, to be honest. I went to multiple doctors. I got multiple prescriptions throughout the month. I filled them. I sold them. Somehow I, I, still, I still ran out of pills and, and money every month. <laughs> And then you, you just told the doctor you had a bad back or you had a lot of pain or whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's and exactly so, right. okay. And, and so, but that was made up like right now your back feels fine or whatever. Yeah. It's really, it's really amazing. And, and you know, the crazy thing is, is all of those years of pretending that I had back pain, I truly felt back pain, but you know what, you know, what's amazing that happened the moment that I stopped using drugs, I've never had back pain since I stopped using drugs. That's weird. I was listening to a book on tape this morning about fasting because, you know, fasting is a thing. And, and the guy was saying the same thing. He used to be the author of the book is four, said he used to be 400 pounds. He used to be hungry all the time. And, and, and then once he started fasting, where you would think he would be even hungrier than hungry all the time, uh, he wasn't really hungry. You know what I mean? And he realized that it, it was more of an emotional thing and more of like something to do, boredom, than actually being quote unquote hungry. So it probably applies to that too, where it actually wasn't, your back didn't hurt. You just thought your back hurt it because your brain was like, hey, I, I want to get high. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. So I, I had, um, you know, back in the day, I'd hired a receptionist and, and she was really good and I wanted to get her licensed. And this was in the state of Maryland and uh, she had been arrested for uh, meth. And uh, that was considered a felony. And, and the state of Maryland wouldn't give her a, a license. I've also had, you know, guests on the show, Jeff from Arizona, I believe he's from, who was able after 14 years in prison to get a license from the state of Arizona, but he had to jump through all kinds of hoops. So tell me about the hoops you had to jump through to get your real estate license after, you know, after all this stuff. I mean, I guess it's all through that program that you talked about. It actually worked. Tell me a little bit about the program and, and, and how that helped you. Yeah. And actually it's kind of amazing in the state of Florida, Pat, the only information they ask you to disclose on the application to the state is if you've ever been convicted of a felony. They don't ask if you've been arrested. So for some reason, the state of Florida is not too concerned about that. And wait a minute, they said, but if you, but you were convicted, right? No, I was never. No, I was never convicted. No, the charges were pending until successful completion of drug court, and then the charges were dismissed. So, so, so the only thing I have on my record is a misdemeanor for a uh, DUI from the early 2000s. That's it. So that whole thing with the, with the possession of Coke and the, and the, and the, and the fraud and the, the theft and all that stuff, which all stem from, you know, you getting money to buy Oxy, right? With the judge said, hey, I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to, if you run through the gamut of this, all this stuff for almost two years, you won't get convicted. But if you fail, then we'll talk about a conviction. Is that how it works? Yeah. Then I would have been put back into felony court. They would have reinstated the charges and 
I would have went to prison is what would have happened. Most definitely. Okay. The, the, the really ironic thing about it is I was out on bond for possession of cocaine. And of course, when I got arrested for that, I was extremely embarrassed. I was afraid, you know, I thought my entire life had been ruined. And ironically, that charge, when I went back and turned myself in for grand theft and fraud, if I had not had the charge of possession of cocaine, I would not have been offered drug court. So, you know, the, the charge of possession of cocaine led me to be eligible for drug court, which ultimately allowed me to, uh, you know, have myself be held accountable, get sober, stay sober, and get to where I'm at today. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate. Was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself. And he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So what advice do you have for people out there, real estate agents out there, that may encounter right, and a drug addict, alcoholic, who has reformed themselves and they're you know, kind of on the fence. They're like, hmm, you know, I, I don't know. What if they relapse? Because we all know relapse is a part of recovery, or at least that's what they say, right? And, you know, g- give me some advice for people listening. Well, to be honest, Pat, from my experience, the person really has to want it. Nobody could want it for them. And I was just sick and tired of myself, to be frank. I was over it, and I was going to do whatever it took to stay sober. When I got out of that facility, I got a job immediately. I rode the bus five and a half hours a day to go to a job to sell auto warranties. I rented a one bedroom apartment with another guy. I slept on a blow up mattress in the living room for a year. I had no money, no vehicle, no license, no real estate license, pending felonies, tax liens, two judgments against me. I called up my old mentor, And I asked him, I knew he was still practicing real estate. And luckily for me, he was at a brokerage that was somewhat close to where I lived. And you just, and you said. I started tagging along with him. And he believed in you, obviously. He did believe in me. And the broker was great, Reese Holliman at Logan Realty. He let me come into the office without a real estate license. He gave me a desk. And I, I, sometimes I'd walk to the office. I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning. I think I had one pair of dress shoes, one jacket with a tear on the inside, and I I would walk about 55 minutes to the office. Reese gave me a desk there. I went in, I looked at MLS, I looked at Liz Pendence, 
I looked at the property appraiser webpage, and I just basically try to do whatever I could do to get reacclimated with real estate. He saw, he saw it in you. He saw it in your heart. He saw it in your eyes, and he knew. And I think um, it's, it's, it's hard, right, for, a, for someone who runs a team, right, to, to ask you to your face, are you serious? You know, are you sure you're not going to relapse? So, so I think that the answer to the question is actually you don't ask that. You just have to feel them out and, and be like, shit, if they're, if, if they're like Joe Franklin and walking 55 minutes every day into the office, they're serious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was yeah, he, didn't, he didn't have to ask you. He didn't even have a conversation with you about it probably. No, and was, I'm sure it was very risky for him and there was a great amount of probably liability. So I'm grateful for that. Wow. Wow. And then let's say, and I had this happen to me actually on my team. I had a similar thing, pain pills. One of my agents kept falling asleep, you know, like uh, she would fall asleep at a meeting, right? At like 10 in the morning or she would you know, she would just get drowsy and inconsistent with her speech, but she wasn't like drinking, you know, and I couldn't smell anything. And it, it took me a while to realize that it was, that it, that it was pills. And, and, it, and she ended up like yourself going to rehab. I ended up getting a letter in the mail that one step where they apologized to everybody. I got that. I've gotten a couple of those actually from different people in my past that, that have gone through the, the step program. Um, what advice do you have for people running real estate teams or brokers that may suspect that uh, one of their agents is abusing pain pills or, or has an issue? What, 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 if, what would Joe Franklin tell them to do? Well, to be honest, Pat, there's not a whole lot you can do. The, the person really has to be wanting to make a change in their life. A lot of times if, if the people aren't at the point where they're willing to make a change, it's probably going to create some con- some conflict. What I have done in the past is I offer people to uh, to go to an AA meeting with me. Sometimes they'll go. And sometimes people get upset that you even ask. So, so, so your answer then is uh, introduce them to someone else you know, right? That's sober, yeah. that's gone through it. If they don't follow along, then it's hard to say, but it sounds like your answer is fire them. Yeah, possibly. It could be. It depends on the person, depends on the case. Well, I mean, in real estate, it's, it's a it risk. on the table. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, getting, you're, get, you're putting people in your car and driving around and showing them in houses. Yeah. You know, and then you got to worry about, oh, you put them in an open house. The same lady, actually, that worked for me stole uh, Oxycontin out of a medicine cabinet oh, from wow. one of my sellers uh, during an open house. Yeah. And you, know, and you got to worry about that. Priorities to protect the public. So yeah, yeah. consideration. And they say, you know, you really don't, uh, you really don't quit until you hit bottom, right? Till you essentially lose everything. So in, in essence, by firing them, you're helping them. Yeah, absolutely. Which a lot of people, it's hard. Yeah, a lot to of people see. continue to enable. It's hard for friends and family members not to enable because you're seeing a, a loved one suffer and, and you want to do something to help. But ultimately, most of the time, the best thing probably is to fire the person or to cut them off financially and let them hit rock bottom. And, and Joe, what, what would you say to the states that, uh, that don't, aren't as lenient 
because you know you're lucky and you were in Florida certainly if there I, and I, I'm I don't know this politically but you know but certainly there's states out there that wouldn't have been as lenient and, and would have just whacked you with a felony or you know like like this receptionist that worked for me who couldn't get licensed you know what's your hope for this this states that are not as liberal as Florida I mean what would you say to them well I hope that they would consider giving people a second chance. I mean, I'm a second chance guy. My whole life is a second chance. I have the opportunities that I have today due to a second chance. I mean, I'm loving life. I'm loving what I'm doing. I think I'm doing very well in a short period of time. It's fantastic. And it's all, it's all due to a second chance. You know, I, I don't think that I was a bad guy. There was a long period of time where, where I was a liar, a cheat and a thief. And I lost my way. And you know, that inner voice that everybody has. Some call it our conscious. Some call it God. I just stopped listening to it at one point. And it's not because I'm a bad person. You know, I changed my life around due to a second chance. And I'm trying to do the next right thing today. And so, so tell, me, t- tell me about the next right thing. Like, I know that's one of your philosophies, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's about being honest. It's about having integrity. It's about living your life with principles in all of your affairs every day, even when you don't want to. Uh, a lot of times it's hard to do that, but for me, I have to do it because if I know if I don't do it, I'll end up right back where I was. And, and, and where does your business come from today? My business comes from, I did a lot of rentals when I started. When I first got my real estate license back, I did a lot of rentals. Guys in the office gave me rental leads that I was very grateful for. I, I called Craigslist, whatever I had to do, I did it. I went through. You were a junkyard dog. Yeah, I was a junkyard dog. I walked to listings. I took the bus to listings. I had clients pick me up at the office and take me to listings and then have no me excuse. drop me off in random places, wherever, and find my way home. But I did a lot of rentals, and, and I'm very lucky that I did because I built up a good base of clientele. I didn't follow up the way I know I should have now, but I'm lucky for that. So I get, a, I get a lot of business from that and I'm getting a lot of great leads from my development affiliate. Do the math, it's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reek who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math, it's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10 hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000, and we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com, where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat. $97 a month, all these courses. 
That's futureofrealestatetraining.com. Futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Rockstar Nation, it is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December, so I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week. We're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. So you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything. It's called Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And you can get it real easy. All you got to do is text the word HIBAN, H-I-B-A-N, to 31996. That's H-I-B-A-N to 31996. And download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you, guys. And I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk. So, so let me talk to you about that because, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, work your sphere, work your sphere. Every, everybody knew Joe, right, as this dude that, you know, was hooked on Oxycontin or drunk or, or whatever, right? You, you, you just hung around with that crowd and that's your sphere, right? So you get out of jail and, and you know, what did you do to rebuild your sphere, to different people and also what did you do to overcome your reputation that you had well i just try to do the next right thing pat and actually my perception was the neighborhood where i had been living in where i was creating so much problems in i says man it's i thought to myself how could i ever go get a listing in that neighborhood how everybody (laughs) perceives me Explain it. Explain what that means. Give me details. Everybody perceived me as as I was, a liar, a cheat, and a thief. They Uh, knew you as that. Yeah, they knew me as that. So, you know, the funny thing is, is within the last year, I closed three deals in that neighborhood. When I went back 
to that neighborhood and I saw people, people were so happy to see me. I went back, the first day I went back to see some people and I had two women that I hadn't seen in a long time, older women, and they ran up to me crying and said, I've been praying for you every day since you left. They couldn't even speak. They were so happy to see. And they could tell just by looking at my face that everything was different. Because so. you, had, you had shaved. You've gained weight. You, 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 you had a suit. I mean, clearly. And, well, and I one had of the things I. My eyes. Mm, wow. I, didn't, I didn't look like I was hopeless and desperate. They could see that I had energy. I had light in my eyes. They could see I was loving life. And then, and they saw that, and and I think it actually helps. Like I, I, I've had a couple of, you know, recovered addicts on the show before, and it, and then they've said that it has actually helped them to embrace that they, that you know, their addiction, meaning to embrace it as, um, as of yes, that was me, and and this is me now, because people automatically feel connected to them. Right, because they're not bullshitting them, and they and it's like, you know, I've told you about me as my worst, or you knew me at my worst, right? Yeah. Can only, you know, so so there's they just that the human being automatically feels connected to other authentic human beings. The more authentic they are, yeah, and and it actually helped in their real estate sales game, right? So so I imagine these ladies in the old neighborhood. They probably wanted to list with, they would probably list with you over anybody because they were so excited that here you were with a, with a suit and tie on and, and, and with that light in your eye and just a different person that they wanted to support the new Joe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. And so like, and that is part of your mantra now is, is dress for success and that sort of thing. Tell me about, tell me about like, like how the new Joe promotes himself versus the old Joe. Well, I, I really don't disclose that information too much about my past. I don't mind doing it, but I don't yeah. do it in business. You don't too. volunteer it. You don't volunteer it, right? Correct. I don't. Okay. But yeah, I mean, as far as dress for success, if you see me out on the street, I am usually wearing a lot of colorful things and I know, you know, real estate's all about branding yourself and it's just something that I like to do. I think it gets people's attention, be it my clients, city commissioners, people you're networking with, whoever it is. I want somebody to remember me after they meet me. So what do you I'm mean by colorful things? Today, but I'm usually wearing a lot of pinks and purples and, and, and bright colors. So like a pink tie or a pink yeah. suit. You have yeah. a pink like pimp suit? I have a white suit. I don't have a pink one. <laughs> I could wear I could wear a, a pink shirt and a you got white shoes underneath the white white suit. What's that? You, got, you have white shoes? No, I don't have white shoes. Oh I man, you got to get the white shoes and the white belt <laughs> and a white hat. <laughs> oh man! All right, cool. So so tell me about where you want to be in the future. Like where where does Joe Franklin want to be in five years? Well, this is the thing. I think my true passion is teaching. Like I said, I have a degree in elementary education. I taught one year at a private school. I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy mentoring people. So I'm kind of excited about being a broker and, and taking on new agents and nurturing them and mentoring them and, and watching them grow. That's exciting for me. So that's something I, I, would, I would like to do. 
So you'd like to just like the hero's journey, right? Where you succeed um, and, and continue to succeed and then uh, build wealth and build more success and then teach others how you did the same and give them inspiration. Like, like coming on this podcast, right? Do more of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I didn't really want to come on the podcast to, to be honest, you know, I'm not <laughs> anything. I'm not selling anything and it's creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear for me. I'm not a great public speaker, but I want to hopefully inspire, even if it's only a couple of people listening, that's fine. And, you know, plus it's good to get out of your comfort zone. And this is definitely getting out of my comfort zone. So, you know, that's something I know for me to grow personally is something that I have to do. And that's another uh, primary reason why I agreed to do the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I appreciate you doing it. And I think you will inspire other people. You know what I mean? Because... You know, I don't care whether you're 18 years old and, and you just feel like in your head that you just don't have the experience or, or you're, you know, 55 and you feel like you're, you're too old to get started or, or you know, it, it, you don't have to be addicted to drugs. You could, be, you could be at any level where you're unsure. I mean, here you went from essentially being incarcerated to being a real estate agent, a lot of people say, damn, why, why don't you get a job, you know, at the deli slicing meats or something, you know, why would you go from such a, a situation to such a stressful, unstable sort of job? And I think that that's the point I'm trying to get across is that, it, is that if, you know, Joe wanted to do it, so anybody could do it. I mean, talk to me about that. Like, it's clearly you had this conversation in your head, like, well, maybe I should get something a little more sure thing. I always had a passion for real estate. It's what I wanted to do. And it, it wasn't easy getting relicensed. There was a lot of tribulations that went along with it. And it wasn't secure. That weighed on my mind tremendously. But Fact of the matter is I wanted it more than what was stopping me from doing it. And I was, I just had willingness. It's something that I really wanted. So I pursued it. I wasn't going to let anything stop me. Man, I love that about you. I mean, that, that, that shows, and I love your stories about the bus and the, and the walking and, and, and all that. And now you have a saying, Joe, stay in the middle of it. Talk to me about that. Staying in the middle of it's being connected networking is extremely important. If you asked me that five years ago, I probably would have told you it wasn't very important. It was more important to work hard, work longer, get as many buyers as you can, get as many listings as you can. My perception of that's changed. I think being in the middle, getting connected. I recently applied for committees through the local commercial real estate association and our local realtors board. So, you know, I think that type of stuff is important to, to network and stay connected and get involved. Just be involved in that. And how do you stay connected in your, you got three listings, which is no joke, right? And in your old neighborhood, how'd you stay connected in there? Did you just go back? Did you join the HOA? What'd you do? Basically that situation, Pat, I just went to go back to let people know I was doing okay and alive. Yeah. apologize for, you know, some of the stuff I'd done and Really? But that wasn't really, it wasn't a, a business plan to go back there and get listings. It just kind of happened when I went So back. you just went back there to apologize? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, dude. Well, Joe, this has been a great story. I really appreciate it. I know this has been, you know, uncomfortable for you and, 
and, and not normal. I hope I didn't ask too many uh, probing questions that you were uncomfortable with. No, absolutely you didn't. Thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure. And, and Joe, everybody that comes on brings a free gift. Did, uh, what free gift did you bring today? Well, I just wrote up a quick outline of five or six things that, that have worked for me. And we talked about one of them, dressing for success. Another one is an acronym, HOW, which stands for honesty, open-minded, and willingness, like we were talking about, stay in the middle, right, by staying connected, uh, do the ni- next right thing. We mentioned that. And, um, oh, be uncomfortable with yeah. being comfortable. So these are basically the, the Joe Franklin rules for success, guys. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them on hybendigital.com backslash Joe Franklin. That's hybendigital.com backslash Joe Franklin. Also going to put them in the agent success toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Mr. Joe, if I am ever in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. I will look you up and uh, we'll get together and break some bread for sure. Sounds great. Thanks, Pat. Have a great day. You too, boss. Thank you. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful please I need you to pull out your pointing finger yes the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe yes subscribe the more subscribers we get the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show, and we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. 
Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.